SFM News with Tracy Valaidham. Three o'clock at afternoon, two people have been seriously injured when two vehicles collided on the N2 near Queen Nandi Drive in Durban. Net K911 spokesperson Chris Botter says the injured have been transported to hospital for further medical care. He says northbound traffic has been severely disrupted. It appears that one vehicle came over from the southbound and collided head-on with a vehicle on the northbound lane. When we arrived there, there was two people that were injured. Uh, one was still trapped in the wreckage in a very critical condition and another had landed from the wreckage and was found at the side uh, of the vehicles in a very serious condition. Uh, the paramedics stabilized them and the medcare rescue officer and fire department used the jaws of life to free the patient from the wreckage. Former Acting Prosecution's Chief Mokotedi Mshes filed a confirmatory affidavit in the High Court in Pretoria regarding his decision six years ago to withdraw criminal charges against President Jacob Zuma. However, the National Prosecuting Authority, whom he headed at the time, scrapped the case and has yet to file its heads of argument opposing the DA's application for a review. Earlier, the DA said the NPA was in contempt of court after missing three deadlines to file papers. Police Minister Nati Entleku has dismissed claims that taxpayers fork out 246 million rand for upgrades to President Jacob Zuma's Inkandla home, insisting only 50 million rand was spent. Entleku says building costs amounted to 200 million rand. He says security features amounted to about 70 million rand. However, more than 20 million rand was spent on consultants. He persists Zuma is not liable to pay for any of the features, including a so-called fire pool. Public protector Tuli Madanzela has found that Zuma and his family unduly benefited from the upgrades and that Zuma should pay back a portion of the money. Home Affairs Minister Malusi Gigaba says his department is in the process of updating the country's international migration policy, which was last articulated in the form of a white paper in 1999. Gigaba is speaking at the department's discussion on a new international migration policy for South Africa in Pretoria. Minister Gigaba says international migration has emerged as a major occurrence posing both significant opportunities as well as a unique and complex challenges for governments and societies around the world. He says it's important that developing a country such as South Africa thoughtfully navigates the opportunities and challenges presented by international migration. We have purposely convened a series of roundtables on various aspects of international migration policy to solicit views from outside of our department, and many of you have participated in these dialogues. Engagements we have thus far found very insightful and empowering to us. Throughout this process, and certainly continuing today, we have been very much in listening and learning mode. The United Nations has accused the Sudanese army of burning dozens of young girls after gang-raping them. The UN Commissioner for Refugees say the abuses occurred in the greater Upper Nile region, where there has been intense fighting between government and rebel forces. The BBC's Emmanuel Igunza reports. The report says it interviewed more than 100 victims and witnesses in the oil-rich Unity State, where government soldiers are alleged to have carried out atrocities. It called the killings, rape and abduction of girls during a campaign against rebel troops as a new form of brutality. Some were beaten and tortured to reveal the whereabouts of rebel forces. Those who managed to escape to the bush survived by eating water lilies and drinking river water.
Your top story this hour, two people have been seriously injured when two vehicles collided on the N2 near Queen Nandi Drive in Devon. For Lotus FM News, I'm Tracy Vlitham. I'll be back with more news at 4 o'clock.